This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast number 292. We are the Fight Disciples. This one's dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts, mainly UFC, but we do talk about other franchises as well. I apologise for this uh, particular podcast being a couple of days late. Normally we release it on a Tuesday of the week. Uh, we're releasing it slightly later because we were on our jollies in New York and therefore we were consumed by all the boxing we were taking in last week and didn't fully pay attention on the actual day to Russia. Well, I did. I watched I, it in the hotel right, room. I didn't pay full attention to go. everything that was going on in Russia, so therefore I've had an extra couple of days to catch up with everything uh, and therefore we can do a show that actually makes sense rather than me just bullshit. Well, to be fair, I bullshit every single week, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't have made any difference, to be fair. Agreed. Uh, but you get the gist. Uh, fightdisciples.com. If you need uh, any Android feeds or you want to see all our social media ticks and what have you, which you can get your hands on at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter, at The Fight Disciples on Instagram, and please subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you are on iTunes, uh, write us a lovely little five-star review. Are you going to carry on drinking throughout the whole course of the show? Is that what you're going to do? Because I can hear that. a cup of tea. Yeah, Sorry, but... could you hear that? And everybody mm. else can hear that, you see. Sorry. You know what I mean? This reminds me of the time that we went out for breakfast and you decided to eat your bacon and eggs whilst we were doing the show. It makes it authentic. Does it? Hmm. Uh, I don't want to talk about Russia to start us off, we. I want to talk about robbing taxes in Tenerife. That's what I want to talk about, Sunshine. Getting themselves into a little bit of bother, aren't he? Oh, boy. I was gutted. Why? Because I wanted to be there. You wanted that, you, Rather than be in New York with me, you wanted to be in Tenerife causing havoc with rest at Scouse. We had a, we had a laugh in New York, mm. let's be honest. We had, we, had a good, we had a good old time. But when I seen that, I thought, ah, typical Till, man. He has to go one better, doesn't he? Yeah. He has to go one better. Listen... We've both spent time abroad as as young men. You were a DJ in Falaraki or whatever it was for, for six summers <laughs> or whatever it was, doing all kinds of damage. I was like the king of the 18 to 30 holiday in Ibiza every well, other is year. Is that self-proclaimed? The king of? I was literally the king of Ibiza okay. for, for a fortnight well, once, yeah. once a summer. Well, yeah. for, well, I felt like I was. Hey, we're going back next year, but we'll tell you about that another time. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, and listen, I've done some crazy stuff with my pals. On, on holidays ab- abroad, so when I hang hit- on, we've just been to New York and you you bought a vest off the <laughs> fucking barman and made bullied me into wearing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bad shit goes down when we're on when we're on a trip. Absolutely. So when I, <clears throat> when I seen the, the the report and I then I read into it and was like, you know, thrashed. Everyone was saying they thrashed the hotel room. Not too sure what thrashing a hotel room is. Mm. I know how to trash a hotel room. Yeah. Not sure how to thrash one. Mm. Um, but the Stealing a taxi, all that kind of stuff. Listen, I've had some information from people who were on the holiday. On the inside. On the inside. That's it. And it sounds worse than it actually is. Oh, it always does, Nick. <laughs> always does. <laughs> Listen, I haven't spoken to Till, so I can't even verify We only threw one TV out the window. They're making a massive mountain exactly. out of a molehill, you know. We only drove it three miles. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I haven't even spoken to Till, so I won't even confirm that he was, in the, he was in the cab. He's handcuffed. You can't get hold of him. <laughs> yeah. Got to speak to his brief. But what I do know is that, like, like most things, 
because it was first reported, I think, by the Daily Mail. That's right. Which fucking says it all. Oh, here Come he on. is now. Here says he it is. all. The Daily Mail, for Christ's sake. Take everything you read in the Daily Mail with a pinch of salt. Do you know what, do you know what I bet the best bit about this is, is listen, if you've if, if this is the first time you've ever to, listened to what we do, mm-hmm. we are biased. And, yeah, we're not, yeah. and we're not going to make any bones about it. If this had been someone else, we'd have been throwing the book at them. Because it's silly. Yeah, it's Sal. Go on, lad. You're right. <laughs> He's a young lad in his 20s. <laughs> oh, Sounds like they're on a bit of a snaggy. That's it. Uh, listen, I ain't going to knock it. We're on a staggy next year, and God only knows how many taxis we're going to steal <laughs> on lights out. <laughs> the amount of fight disciples that are, you put the tweet out that you wanted to be on the night out, right? I was gutted I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, but the amount of people that were coming back to it, would you be saying that if it wasn't, Darren? I mean, Nick, you need to be taking a far more mature line with this. No, he fucking doesn't. <laughs> this is how we roll, mate. <laughs> one rule for one, one rule for others. Exactly. That's how, that's how the fight disciples work. Yeah. Now, if, it, if it was Henry Sejudo, oh, oh. He, I'd want him stripped. <laughs> I'd want that gold medal off his neck. That's it. Never <laughs> fight again. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that McGregor's back fighting? Eh? He had a little bit of a uh, rollout yeah. in Crumlin, didn't he? He did, yeah. When, it, when I saw that it was an exhibition, I thought, oh, this will be quite nice. He might carry someone for a period of time. As soon as the bell went, he went straight out, big left hand, and tried to knock the kid's head off. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah. you want to give him a taste of the good times, don't you? Exactly. It looked good, though. It, you know, it was, the kid was given as much as he yeah, was taking. and then a bit of fun. The kid done a bit of a Nick Diaz at one point, didn't he? Lay right on his down. back and, uh, and stuff like that. But listen, hopefully, if that's generating money for Crumlin ABC, if that's helped that gym, then I'm 100% all for it. Mm. And the good thing is, Stuff like that, even at that level, even just playing around like that, even just helping raise money for his old amateur boxing club or whatever it may be, for me, that's just bigger indicators that Connor is actually one day going to come back to fighting. Mm. Funniest story this week. We are going to We're talk- in the Conor McGregor business. We are in Don't the- you forget that. Mm. We, we are going to talk fighting in a minute or two, right? But the funniest story this week, or most bizarre story, is uh, you're going to drink again now, aren't you? They can hear you. They can hear you. The, um, have you seen the Dan Iger story, uh, story? The one, the what story? Dan Iger story, where the USADA representatives turned up at his house, or did they, and the, someone took blood? No. Have you not seen this story? No. Right, so Dan, Dan Iger, right? He's yeah. at home expecting a call from USADA. Go on, Google it whilst we're at it, right? Yeah. Um, he's expecting a call from USADA. However, these geezers turn up who were supposed to knock on next door... And they've rocked up and ended up taking blood samples and get... It's weird. The whole thing is fucking weird. So he's had his bloods taken, not by USADA. Someone's rocked up at his house and took his bloods. Weird. Yeah. So he's obviously... At 6.30 in the morning, someone's knocked on the door. He's obviously half asleep or whatever. And he's thought, oh, yeah, well, fair enough. As a fighter, you would do. You're not going to turn him away, are you? Otherwise, you're going to get in all sorts of bother. No, but you'd go... Can I see some identification, please? Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. Or well, you be, fucking would. You or, wouldn't just... Or they'd be you wearing uniform. Offer your blood to some random or... person who knocks on the door. Yeah, so him and Jeff Nowitzki have been going back on social media. I, I, I saw the whole conversation where Jeff was saying, we'd have ID, we'd be wearing uniforms, we'd be doing this, this, this and this. Um, or you could just call me. You've got my number. You could yep. call me. Jeff, you yeah. should have just knocked on the door. Yep, that's correct. You're due to be tested today. Right. Crack on. Dan's answered the door. They've gone, uh, blood tests? Yeah. And he just got let him in the house and he took his fucking bloods. Who are they? <laughs> no idea. He doesn't know. Vampires. He doesn't know who they are. Oh my lord. Mm. That's mental. What are they gonna fucking do with no. what are they gonna do with that blood? Are they gonna clone someone? Are they gonna, They're gonna clone Dan Ike, yeah, definitely. There's gonna be little clones of them running around everywhere. Mad little story. Google it. Go and have a little bit of a nosy up on it. It is absolutely wow. batshit crazy. Um also talking about batshit crazy stories, did you see that one with BJ Penn? 
when he threatened that farmer with a machete. Yeah, well, BJ's in a, in a world of pain at the moment, isn't he? Because mm. there's just so much negativity coming out about him. There's all sorts going on in his world. Now there's a... His a, wife, the editor of BJPen.com, he used yeah. to live next door, about drugs and sex and rock and roll. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, BJ. Yeah, Love me even more now. Now he's chasing farmers yeah, exactly, around yeah. the field with a machete. Yeah. It's, uh, there's only, unfortunately, there only seems to be one conclusion coming for BJ Penn, mm. and that's a prison sentence because uh, it just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. Mm. And unfortunately, this is kind of what happens to these, to these icons, isn't it? They either walk away from the sport at the top, a la GSP, Michael Bispin and, and make new lives for themselves. Go a bit round the bend, or they just go absolutely round the bend. And BJ, unfortunately, just looks like he's on the biggest slippery slope of all time. Mm. Um, right, fights coming up this week. We will tell you about them in a moment or two. Fights at the weekend. Russia was the destination for the UFC's second ever uh, event in Russia. Um, uh, right, Olenek. We said on last week's show, didn't we? The boa constrictor. Yep. He's obviously going to attempt to take uh, Overeem down get him on the deck and mm-hmm. do his thing. However, as you pointed out last week, Overeem's quite tasty on the deck, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes, all right, he's got knockouts and various things like that with his kickboxing background, but he's quite decent at, sub- at the submission game too. It was quite obvious for me, as soon as the bell went, Olenek's only thinking, I need to get him on the deck, I need to get him on the deck. And that's what fucked him. Exactly. I mean, he had a moment, I think there was a big overhand right in there where a little bit of wobbling uh, of the legs of Overeem, and I thought, all right, yeah, sound, take him on up, take him on. Yeah, but then. But then, because he was so adamant of trying to get in for that takedown, he's walked straight kissed on. The to, knee. He's walked straight on, kissed the knee, and it's that's end of fight, mate. So yeah, exactly. And you know what? This is what what we're seeing here was like the evolution of Overeem because in this in this new world where Overeem isn't you know absolutely juiced to the gills like he used to be, <clears throat> you know he's become quite exposed in the UFC. He's, he'll win. He's likely to win as much as he has lose because. He is a little bit soft around the whiskers because that confidence of being jacked up isn't there anymore. But he's also matured and experienced enough now to be able to get wobbled in the UFC and to pull himself back together. Yeah. And he's kind of he's evolving in front of our eyes. And I think Overeem could actually go on a bit of a run. Yeah. Bizarrely enough. But you're right. What is Alexi Olenek doing? Because you wobbled him. Like just have. Just go, okay. Trust yourself. Fucking hell, yeah. Let's have it then. And then you've always got, if I get him hit and he goes down, or if he shoots to take me down because he's hit, yeah, yeah, yeah. then fuck yeah, come into my world or swimming <laughs> in my world now. Don't walk onto a kickboxer's but don't, knee. don't clip him, wobble him and then go, okay, I'll take him down now. When you, you're fucking, you're winning the stand-up battle. You've got him. Yeah. You're right, absolutely. And uh, he'll be kicking himself looking back at it. And, you know, in the build-up as well, because he came out in the media in the week of the fight and was like, yeah, I've done some sparring with Overeem. Like, I've got no idea I'm going to beat him. He's well better than me. Basically, that was what he was saying. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, he was basically, yeah, yeah. I, I fucking couldn't do anything with him. He's, he's too good for me. That's basically what he said in the build-up. What a lad. I know, yeah. Honesty's the best policy, mate. Every book, he just went, cha-ching. Yeah, I'm going to get fucked up. Exactly. That's basically what he was saying. And I think he clipped over him and probably thought, oh, shit, I've hurt him. I better go and kiss his knee. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. don't want to rattle him. Oh, and, that's, uh, that's yeah. hilarious! Fucking threw it away, man. Mm. Kissed the knee. Do you think the UFC now go and remake? Because this is this was a a replacement. He was supposed to fight Volkov, wasn't he? In yeah. this Fight. Do you think they go and make the Volkov fight? I think next? so. I think they make Volkov next. I don't think Overeem's in any big rush to try and you know push forward for a title shot. And and right now the heavyweight division is so convoluted at the top anyway because you know DC's waiting for Brock. 
Brock's not even picking up the phone to Dana. Stipe's jostling for another shot. John Jones is being John Jones. Fuck, he even knows what John Jones is thinking mm. right now. So he's coming to the UK soon, John Jones. He sure is. It's body power. He's, he's doing for? body power in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, man. That's it. Body power. Talk, do you reckon he'll talk picograms? What do you reckon he'll do? I doubt it. Mm. I doubt it. Mm. Uh, talk to me about Modafiri. I've got to take my hat off to this kid, right? She's been in MMA probably for about sixty-five years. Yes, yeah, she she's, she's, yeah. she's been doing it for time, even before. They were getting paid for it, all sorts of random shit. I think it's about 16 years. I'm exaggerating a touch, right? And at the weekend, I would say that that's her career best performance. Yep. She's getting better and better. Brilliant. And just a just a massive win for her against a huge name in Antonio Shevchenko, obviously, because the Shevchenko twins are getting on a fast track by the mm. UFC because of their marketability, certainly in that part of the world. Did you enjoy the workout, by the way? I missed it. We were in New York, weren't we, so... Mate, out of all the things that I didn't see from UFC Russia, I saw that. I saw the workout. Listen, the synchronised workout. I'm not allowed to talk about this anymore. Are you not? What's happened? My wife told me to stop talking about it. Why are you whispering? Your wife's told you to stop talking about girls on this show. Antonia Shevchenko. Has she? Why? Under strict instructions. Why? why? Because she's a brunette and your wife's a blonde? Let's just leave Can it. you talk about Valentina? Let's just leave it there. Okay. Um... Roxanne the fairy, unbelievable. And listen, I, I mentioned it last week. I remember interviewing Roxanne years ago at Syndicate in Las Vegas, and she was she's just like the most. She's like the opposite of a fighter. The way she walks, the way she carries herself. Mm. She's a, she's a super nerd. She always got her glasses on, her face buried in a comic book. Yeah, she's just not what you would expect to be a fighter, and yet. As you say, 15, 16 years deep into a pro career, she's like she's doing it in the UFC that film, on the biggest stage. Super bad. Yeah. Where it was full of nerds that, like... Were actual superheroes. Going out kicking everybody's ass on the street. <laughs> yeah. She's like one of them. She is super bad. Absolutely. Was mm. it called Super Bad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was called Super Bad. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think Don't it was called Don't put that was in my head. It was called Super Bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. was one of them. She's she one of them characters. And like you know a what? geography teacher. She's brilliant as well. She's such a nice girl. She's got a wicked personality. It's just mental that... She deserved it. She deserves a win like this because her UFC career as well has been like win, loss, win, loss. She doesn't look like she's going to do anything. But nobody deserves to be in the UFC more than Roxanne Badafiri. This is a girl, listen, it's easy to go, ah, she's been in this game 15 years and kind of shrug that off. Yeah. But go back 10 years when women's MMA, never mind UFC. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't even on the the radar for UFC. It was struggling on, on like Strike Force. It was only like two or three girls who were in Strike Force. There was zero money in it. You were trying, like they were literally trying to persuade promoters just to put women on fight cards every in America, never mind outside of America. The sport just basically did not exist. And she was competing. She was training full time. She was chasing this dream. So for for women like her to be now succeeding in the UFC, to be getting paid, to be on main cards in Russia, mm. it's wicked, man. This is what fight sports is all about. Mm. It's wicked. It couldn't happen to a nicer person. And yeah, it derails the Shevchenko twins hype train for a while, but this is certainly not the end of their little run either, their journey. But I'm just buzzing for Roxanne. She's I'm over the, literally over the moon for her. She's wicked. Mm. Performance of the night, or a knockout of the night, would you say that it was uh, Sergei Pavlovich? He, yeah. was, he was dishing out violence, mate. He's just a violent dude, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's the type of fight I like. Yeah, of course. And that's what the type of heavyweight I like as well. Just mm. the no-nonsense motherfucker that just gets in there and lets his hand go. <laughs> Don't forget his UFC debut was Overeem. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? That's like the worst debut opponent in the history of UFC. Poor bastard. I know, yeah. You signed to the UFC? Oh, 
Yeah. You're going to go and fight You're going to fight over him. <laughs> oh, you fucking bastards. But it was good that he was like, okay, I'm not fighting over him now. Watch this. Yeah. Hold my beer. Yeah. And he just fucking smashed the guy to bits. Yeah, yeah. Didn't waste any time whatsoever. Yeah. But I thought the performance of the night for me was Islam Makachayev yeah. against... Uh, well pronounced. Sar- Sariuk. Yeah. Sariukan. Yeah. Um, that was a bit... It was fight of the night. It was a <laughs> wicked fight. But... Sounds like you're ordering something from a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, number 23 yeah. and uh, bald rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, because Mac Chayev, this guy is like, he's going to be a run now. What is he, five, five I think he's spin? won five on the spin now, yeah, after losing his, I think it was his UFC debut that he lost, but he's won five on the spin now. But the problem is he's beat, he's beat good guys, mm. decent guys, but no name. I think now he needs a name in this lightweight division. He needs someone that is kind of recognisable. Um and I think that's probably going to come next for him. Mm. But uh, listen, I, I thought this was a good card. I watched the entire prelim card in New York from my hotel room. And then, unfortunately, I went Thirsty to... Thirsty for it, aren't you? Thirsty. Yeah, I loved it. And then, unfortunately, it went to ESPN Plus in the US, so I missed it. So I only actually watched the main card when I got home. Mm. But um, the, even the undercard was good as well. And and the, your, the mate timing, jo- your mate Jocko got on well, didn't he? Brilliant, yeah. He's flying at the moment. So, again, literally w- wins every round. Smashed the kid to bits. And, um, you know, he's bounced back in style, Jocko. And I, I genuinely, I, I keep pushing him because I genuinely think he's a threat in this middleweight division. I think he can really go on a run, I think. Plus you're on 10% after getting him that green card. I'm on 10%. Oh, no, that wasn't Jocko. Was he not? Who, no, who, who did you get the green, who did you get was, the green card um, for? Uh, Sirian the Killer. Sirian Badrazak. I got him a green card when I was little, when I was in America, yeah. Uh, it wasn't Jocko. Jocko he married him. That's how, yeah, he, married that's him, how yeah. he got him in the country. <laughs> <His> first wife. <laughs> but it was nice to see Jocko get a win because he's, he's on a three-fight losing skid after going on a real tear in the UFC. And I genuinely think the kid's got talent, man. He can push on further. So and I know he's got massive support in Poland. So it was good to see him get a win. Hmm. But um, that, what I liked about this card is these cards that they're doing now, in the in in other countries that they're doing in the local time zone, I hate it when they start fight at eight a.m. in Australia. Yeah, for America now, yeah. get it if it's a pay per view event, but for these fight night events like this one in Russia, they're starting them at the right time locally. Yeah, yeah. So this was obviously I watched it at basically ten eleven o'clock in the morning. This was Cocoa Pops time for yeah, the people in the UK. Pretty much yeah, lunchtime, and, and in America it was like lunchtime. Do you know what I mean? It was like brunch time. I think oh, in the UK it was early evening. You've been in New York for a week, you have. Bagel br- brunch time. Brunch. And, uh, but what I liked about it was loads of Russian fighters, quite a few debutants. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is a Saturday morning UFC show. Come and have a little piece of this. It's, mm. it's, on, you know, it's, on your, it's on your subscription channel. Either you watch it or you don't. Don't worry about it. But it's a nice little save. And we're not going, this is Saturday night. Please stay in. We're going, it's Saturday afternoon MMA, baby. Yeah, yeah. And, and, Can- and throwing your different talent. Yeah, Khabib slagged that off a bit. Have you seen him? He came out saying that they didn't promote it as much as they would have done other cards. Well, that's quite obvious, I think, because yeah. you've got your pay-per-views of which they go to town on, and that's where they're making the majority and the lion's share of their money. But I think with him being, obviously, a Russian native, he would have... Uh... Was he talking about the publicity in Russia, though, or I think globally? So. I think so. But then that's down, to the, that's down to the Russian arm of the promotion, isn't it? Because don't forget, UFC for Russia. Mm. Well, they certainly did UF event one, so I'm guessing they have event two. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a... They've got a silent partner in M1 Global, I think. I think I think is it M1 Global or one of the big Russian promotions are like their silent partner when they go to Russia because right. it's fucking Russia, man. That's it. You can't just rock up in Russia and go like they do in the UK. Hey, man, with the UFC, we're putting an event on. Come buy tickets because Russia doesn't run like a normal place. 
Russia's run by the gangsters. We won't weigh in before if you're going to come in. Exactly. So you need to partner up with a, with a company in Russia that knows our company. Business. A company. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Most of these businesses in Russia are run by the oligarchs, aren't they? So you've got to you've got to cozy up with one of these billionaire oligarchs who's got a promotion, who's got the contacts to go. Yeah, they're going to come over and play on my watch. Don't worry about it. And everyone will get sorted. Everyone gets the brown envelopes. Don't worry. <laughs> and the UFC can do it without getting absolutely fucking rinsed. <laughs> And that's so that's it's surely it's down to them then. That's the point I'm trying to make. Mm. Surely came Nimigamodov should be like, well, that's their job is to sell it in Russia. Mm. Good though. Yeah, man. Good though. And they'll definitely be back. Um these cards are getting bigger in Russia all the time. Well we're out of Russia this week. We're in uh is it Florida this weekend? For Jashare? Yeah, Sunrise. Jashare Florida. against Sir Manson. Um but this is Sunday. Imagine living in Sunrise, Florida. Can't have a bad day living in a place called Sunrise, Florida, can you? Beautiful. It's like Vegas is in Paradise, Nirvana. Mm. Nevada mm. It sums it up. You, can, you know, it's well, it's not Paradise, but early hours of Sunday morning here in the UK. Obviously, Saturday night. Uh, it's uh, Jacare versus Hermanson. Jack Hermanson getting a wonderful opportunity here. He's uh, been called in as a replacement to take on Ronaldo Souza. Listen, the more I study this fight, the more I look at this fight, the more I think, how's it going to play out? You've got two geezers that love to submit. Brilliant on the deck, um, Jack Ray. And Amanson of, re- of recent times has been uh, guillotining the living daylights out of everybody, but they can both bang as well. So it'd be interesting to see how they go about fighting this fight. How do you think they're going to play it out? Uh, I think, like, like most fights, when it's got two elite grapplers, it'll play out on its feet. Yeah. And the good thing is, both of them can bang. Yeah, yeah. Jacare hits like a freight train, and Hermanson's got a wicked right hand and a sweet left hook. So it, it's going to be a belter. The thing is that both these guys are absolutely elite grapplers. Hermanson's come from a Greco Roman to a Jiu Jitsu through a yeah, MMA background. Jacare was gi, which feels like a trillion years ago now. Then no gi, then MMA. And he's just a fucking absolute savant. But I think both these guys work best in, on top. They've both got amazing top game. Yeah. So priority one will be don't get on me back because that's where the, that's where the strength is. And so that, that's what could make it interesting. They're both super strong up against the cage. Both got wicked takedown, defense skills. So I think it's ultimately going to play out on its feet because the first guy to get dropped is in a shitload of trouble because mm. the other guy wants to be on top. Mm. I think Jacare is amazing from guard and and uh, Jacare is amazing from side control and and Hamanson's amazing from guard. So it, it will absolutely play out on his feet. Someone, I think someone's getting knocked out rather mm. than tapped out. Mm. But if it does hit the ground, like we're not fucking, you know, we're not jujitsu guys. But It'll be fucking fascinating. Yeah, even even through our fucking uneducated eyes, you'll be like, oh shit. Because you know it's like master versus master. Like obviously on paper, Jacare You'd think so. The type of black 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 belt he is, where he comes from, it's like a fucking gold thread lineage. And he's just unbelievable on paper. Yet Hamanson has tapped many a elite level black belt. Okay, maybe not Jacare level, but very high level black belts. Mm. And if he can catch Jacare and wobble him, and Jacare ends up on his back and Hamanson gets on top of him, his top game's fucking elite. Absolutely elite. I don't care who you are. And if Jacare's a little bit fucking dazed from being hit, and we could see a huge, huge submission upset and a massive, massive win statement that. for Hermanson. If Hermanson submits him, that's a oh massive statement. God, and the run, unreal. And the run that he's on at this moment in time. I mean, Jacare's calling for a title shot. That's yeah. what he's calling for, yeah? If Hermanson's in there doing bad things, 
to, to, to bad <laughs> things. Yeah, man. you know what I mean? Like, beats him at his own game. Yeah. There's going to be calls for him being next in. I know that it's obviously, you're looking at Bobby Knuckles versus uh, Adesanya, Adesanya, right? But then you're going to be thinking, well, you look around, who's next? Well, this kid's fucking just submitted a couple of black belts on the actual spin. Yeah. So you're going to be looking at him to be getting in with the winner of that fight, aren't you? Yeah. It, that ain't going to happen, by the way. <laughs> It I, might do. I, ju- I just can't see Hamanson choking, submitting Mate, Jacques Mate, come on. We've said that about him about for three fights on the spin. I know. I know how elite he is, but there's, as, as I say, there's black belts and then there's Jacare type black belts. Do you know what I mean? If if Hamanson tapped out with Jacare, what would ja- you do? What would you do? I'd flip out. No, that's bullshit. What would you do? <laughs> would you wear a vest if I bought it off a barman? <laughs> I would absolutely wear a vest for a week. Fuck no. So how do you think it, you think Sosa's going to win this? Um, I think, no, do you know what? I just think that the circumstances around it allude to the fact that Hamanson has just got this amazing opportunity. And Jacare, all he's done is go, fucking UFC offered me a title shot. I was told I was getting a title shot. And now I've got to fight this guy who's not even top five. This, and I can just see him. Taking his eye off the ball, and this is MMA, and the MMA gods are cruel, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see a Manson knocking him out. I really can't. I can't see him submitting Jacare. I can't see him doing it. I think he wobbles Jacare, drops him. I think it's a mistake to jump on Jacare, even though Hamanson's sick on the ground. That would be the ultimate statement, and I hope Hamanson's not thinking, I need the ultimate statement. Just win the fight. Just win it. Just knock him out. Just win it. Stay <laughs> on your feet. Just knock him out. What's the matter with you? He's been knocked out, he's never been submitted. He's fought forever. Like, there's a reason why he's never been submitted, because he's fucking unreal. Yeah. But I can see Hamanson knocking him out. Ooh. But then I can also see Jacare knocking out Hamanson. I think it ends by a knockout. I don't think it goes five rounds. I don't think any... It, it, no way in, there's no way it goes five rounds. Mm. I think one of them's getting knocked out. There's some great fights um, on this card. You could... It's up to you what, what type of styles you like which would be the fight of the night. I'm currently looking at... Every time I see Mike Perry's name on the bill, I'm thinking to myself, there's going to be flames knocking about. There's going to be some filthy, filthy toe-to-toe uh, war in the middle of the octagon. He's taking on Alex Oliveira this time. I can't see anything else but an absolute cracker in that fight. I can't see anything else uh, in the John Lineker-Corey uh, Sandhagen fight as well yeah. of being an absolute cracker. Which one are you picking out? Glover Teixeira, actually, against Kutubala looks quite decent. For two old fellas having a bit of a do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll, you know they're going to throw down. Um, and Court Legui versus Diego Lima, the first fight on the early prelims as well. That's got fucking flames written all over it too. Everybody's favourite uh, villain, Greg Hardy's on this as yeah. well. He'll, well be, but, he'll be getting booed on the way in. Of course, you know the guys. <clears throat> it just baffles me how you've got someone like Jim Jim Miller, who's been around forever and a day, and is an, you know in some ways a bit of an icon in the sport. And guys like Andre Arlovsky, former heavyweight champion, and yeah. Carla Esparza, Ben Saunders, you know, big, big names in the sport. And then on the prelims, and Greg Hardy. He's the co-main. Former NFL player. That's the only reason why he's co-main. He's had one fight in the UFC, he got disqualified from the legal knee. And, as we said on this show, I maintain he knew what he was doing when he threw that illegal knee, because he was fucked. He had nothing left in the tank. And he threw an illegal knee to get thrown out of the sport, so he get thrown out of the fight. So how he's made Komein again against the guy as well, Dmitry Smolikayev. He's come into the UFC, lost fights. I think he's had two, lost them both. Went and won outside the UFC. Come back. Like they're handing him these opponents like they did, like they did with Sage Northcutt to try and Boost build them up in the UFC. Hmm. But, you know, 
just like CM Punk, it's like you can handpick these guys, but Smolakayo, even though he's not had a great run in the UFC, the guy's a professional MMA fighter and has been for a long time. Hmm. So I kind of want Greg Hardy to get beat just because the days of guys from other sports just jumping into the UFC with no fighting experience and running with it, like Brock coming in and just becoming heavyweight champion overnight. Those days have gone. The sport's massively moved on. Now, I kind of get it because this is in Florida and, you know, the Americans want to sell fights. But from from outside the UK, Greg Hardy means fuck all to me. Uh, Sorry, from outside of the US. Greg Hardy means fuck all to me. And I'm guessing everybody else outside the US, all around the world, every other fan is going, why the fuck is this guy in co-main? He's had one fight in the UFC and he got DQ'd and yet he's still co-main. It's purely on numbers. It's purely on to try and drive NFL fans to watch this sport. Mm. But putting Greg Hardy in so high also highlights to MMA fans that, yeah, we're so desperate for athletes in this sport. He'll get he'll get a co-main slot where he should be going, okay, let him open the prelims. Let him put him on the prelims on ESPN, maybe the last fight in the prelims before the main card, drive numbers to there, and then go, well, this guy's, you know, he's he's way levels below the standard of mixed martial artists in the UFC. It's like, well, they put him so high. Says to NFL fans, "Oh yeah, your guys can come in here and fucking compete at the top," and, and you're kidding people. I think. I don't know, do you get what I mean? Yeah, but that's what they're after doing. We've said on many occasions that we don't have pay per view stars at this moment in time. No, you know, but it, you, he's co- never going to be a pay per view star, right? Greg Hardy's never going to be a heavyweight contender. But, I don't care how long he but, trains for. But, right. For example, Brock. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't elite level mixed martial artist, is he? You, you, no. You whack him on the whiskers, he goes. Yeah. But look at the audience that he will bring to the sport. Okay. CM Punk. Exactly the same situation. This geezer's come yeah, out. CM of the... Punk can't fight for shit. Like the same po- yeah, but look how many pay-per-view numbers he did on his first yeah. fight. He's fighting a fucking... He's shit. All, right, he was all shit. right, fucking president business. Right? But he brought, he brought... What did he bring in? Half a million pay-per-view buys on he that did, particular yeah. night. So this geezer here is coming in from a different sport. They're not daft, these fuckers, are they? They're going, right, let's stick him behind the pay-per-view wall because people will want to come and see him. Plus, there's the whole narrative of that domestic violence thing. Yeah. So people are going... I want, I want to, see, to get smashed. I want to see this guy get fucked up. I'm going to pay to watch this guy get fucked up. That's where that's where it's at. Mm. Business, isn't it, mate? It's a business at the end of the day. I know that we all live in this ideal world of certain things should happen in a certain way, but that don't mean shit when them Benjamins are ringing round the till. No, that's it what is. it is. I wonder how many. I wonder how. <clears throat> just trying to. It was only a UFC fight night. That's why I was just looking the first UFC, the ESPN Plus thing. The first one was Sujudo versus Dillashaw, mm. but it, it wasn't. Uh, it was ESPN Plus. It wasn't pay-per-view, so there was no pay-per-view numbers. If you remember, they were trying to drive people to subscribe to ESPN Plus. Yeah. I was just like, because that was Greg Hardy's first fight. He was coming on that. And I was just trying to see if 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 it reflected in the numbers or whatever, but um, there's no way of knowing. But we'll, you know, we're never going to find it out here either because this is not a pay-per-view event. Mm. So, I, I, listen, I get why they're doing it. I'm not fucking stupid. I understand what the UFC are trying to do. Drive, but drive. You're, but you're an idealist, aren't you? Drive new fans. But I just think if you're an NFL fan, you don't even watch UFC and you go, oh, yeah, Greg Hardy used to play for my team, Dallas Cowboys, whatever it was. I'm going to watch that. Then, okay, flip it round then. Oh, so, here he goes. So let's say um, fucking, who's an, who's an icon? Gibral Cissé. So let's say Gibral Cissé signs Gibral for the... Gibral Cissé is an icon? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fucking lad scored a penalty in the European Cup final, son. Oh, my days. Walks on water in this city. All right, go on. Let's say Gibral Cissé signed for the UFC. Yeah. And I've never watched MMA before. I'm just an avid Liverpool fan. And they do a show in Paris and Gibral Cissé's co-main event on his UFC debut. Right, yeah. I'd be like, oh, so Gibral Cissé's already that good that he's fucking chief 
all right, okay, well, UFC must be crap then because he's a footballer and yet he's already in the co-main event. All right, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. Would oh, you, would and you then you watch it and go, oh, would you think he's that? shit at fighting? Hang on. Would you think that? Yes. Or would. would you want to see it? Would I would want, want to see it. Right, okay. I would definitely watch right, it. Right, okay. I would definitely tune so in. So you bought it. As a football fan, I'm buying it to go. Dribble C say I love him. European right, Cup winner. Where? I'm watching it. Right, so you bought it, yeah? Yeah. But you haven't just bought one fight. You bought five, six fights. Of course. There. Right, okay. So you, you're in from the start. I'll wait for Gibral C. Yeah, but I'm kind, of, I'm kind of in and I'm kind of out. So let's say you buy it, right? John Lineker and Corey Sandegan come in and they give you something that you've never seen before. You go, fucking hell, that was unbelievable. What was that? I've never yeah. heard of them two dudes. That were unbelievable. Then you've got Glover to Sherry. He knocks out Cutabala. Alex Oliveira comes in. Mike Perry gives you an absolute smoke show. You that think is going to be amazing. We've had three fucking absolute bangers here and Gibral Cissé's not got turned up yet. Gibral Cissé turns up, gets flattened. All oh, right, well, that were a bit shit, but I'm sticking around because I'm still on adrenaline from the, the previous three. Then you've got uh, Jackery versus Jack Manson. They give you an unbelievable fight again. Are you coming back? Yeah, they are. Actually. Right, there, yeah, there you go then. <laughs> That's what they're doing it for, oh, man. Oh, okay, President Business, you're right. Thank you. There you go. Anyway, we all... If a Gibral CC is listening, by the way... <laughs> Do you want to fight? I would love to see you fight in the UFC. <laughs> I think you'd be wicked. <laughs> uh, Mike Perry... Since I mean, when my first relationships with this Mike is a Perry, fight, right? My first relationships with Mike Perry was with when he fought, fought Danny uh, Roberts in Manchester, right? So I yeah. hated him because I wanted Danny to smoke him. Yeah, that fight was amazing. It was back and forth. It was absolutely tremendous. And ever since then, you've kind of followed the Mike Perry Roadshow. Obviously, he's had back and forth with Darren Till and various things like that. I can't help but like the dude. He's got tattoos on his fucking face for crying out loud. <laughs> can't help but like him. He's recently just cleared off, got married, didn't he? Uh, he's now back doing his thing. He's fighting this weekend against uh, Cowboy Oliveira, I think it'll be a cracker. You know that every time Mike Perry rocks up, it's going to be good. I mean, this is the geezer, right, that refused to tap against Cowboy, and he allowed him to snap his arm. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Tap! What's the matter with you, man? Snaps his arm clean off. Beautiful yeah. stuff. And the good thing is, Cowboy, unlike a lot of the Brazilians, is... Um you know, he's he's a Mai Tai fighter, he's a stand-up fighter, he's he's not really got a jiu-jitsu game necessarily, so or certainly one that he seems to exploit. So you, you get a feeling this is going to play out on its feet. Mike Perry will just be looking to punch his head off, and Oliveira will probably be looking to kick his head off. So that's why it's got flames written all over it. If you don't like Mike Perry, then fucking, you're not watching enough MMA, because the guys, we need pers- personalities it. like this, we this need characters exactly like that. exactly who we need. And these two are two of the biggest personalities, because, forgive me if I'm wrong, isn't, Oliveira, the mo hooker of the UFC oh, world. Oh, that's right. You told us about this. This is the geezer. Has he got about twenty-five kids with twenty-five different mums all living on the same street? Yeah, I'm sure. That that's, that guy? I'm sure it's Cowboy Oliveira. I'm sure it is. Fucking, I'm sure it's Cowboy Somebody Oliveira. Confirm that if you if you know that story. Yeah, confirm he, it. Ping he's it the UFC guy that's got literally thirty kids. That's an exaggeration. It's about ten. And but it's not thirty kids. But three of the kids' mamas live on the same street next door to each other, which is yeah. wicked because he doesn't have to go far to visit his kids. He just crosses the road. Yeah. And two of the kids born on the same day. That's right. Which is fucking immense work, my friend. That's right. Immense. So he smashed one. Not had his fit. Maybe I, we, we said didn't didn't even we? have a shower. No, we said that it probably a threesome. That. Yeah, that's a good shout. Probably wicked a threesome. Shout. Imagine mowing a threesome. Oh, oh my days. <sighs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the guy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But there I'm pretty go. sure. Well, we've outed him anyway. Yeah. There you go, the dirty dog. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyone with that much super spunk floating around in them, taking on Mike Perry with the word platinum tattooed over his eye, yeah. and God's gift tattooed across his belly, proper the wor- one of the worst prison tattoos I've ever seen. These two guys can only light the place up. But you're right. This is the best thing about the UFC sometimes. Jacare Hamanson 
Oliveira Perry, Tashira Kutalabra, Lineker Sandhagen. Like they they some big fights then. Any any Jim Miller on the fucking super early prelims yeah. has got my money. Is Roosevelt Roberts the greatest name of all time? <laughs> Could well be. It's a great name, isn't it? Absolutely. Ru- yeah. I wonder what political allegiance his parents had. <laughs> <laughs> Roosevelt Roberts. He's having a little bit of a knock. He's undefeated, he's the kid. Tell yeah. you something. He's, uh, he's in there against Thomas Guilford. He looks the part, man. He looks like Snoop. He does. He, mm. d- he does look like a proper little gangster. Would you say, what, where, where's, your, where's your highlight coming from on this? Do you know what? It You're might... all about Jim Miller, you are you? You just go yeah, straight in. I, I love Jim Miller just because he's an icon, man. But, you know, there's, there's enough names on here to throw up so, something mental. You know, Gimberto Fat Burns can fight. Asparza can fight. Arlovsky's a legend. Saunders is a submission machine. You know, Jim Miller's an icon. Court McGee, Diego Lima could be fight of the night, and that's the first fight on the early prelims. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, you've got to look up the card. You've got to look at the fact that Mike Perry and Oliveira's just going to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> that's the one. And that, for me, that's the one where you go like, oh, my goodness, that's going to be crazy. Fair and I think if you're a grappler, if you're a jiu-jitsu guy, if you love rolling on the mats and you haven't got a boner watching Suze, uh, Jackaday versus Hamanson this weekend, mm. then you're in the wrong game. Uh, there is some other action going on this weekend away from the UFC. Uh, Cage Warriors rocks up in Cardiff. Cage Warriors 104. Our boy Dan Hardy will be there in full comms. I've no doubt he'll give you a little bit of an insight to that um, on his full Reptile Radio, which is available uh, on our network. So make sure you subscribe. Fight Disciples. We'll go through it for you in a minute or two. I just want to touch upon Bellator 220 because Rory Back's in action this weekend, uh, taking on John Fitch. Do you think he's going to survive this welterweight tour- tournament, uh, Rory Mack? As uh, as champion, will he come out at the end as champ? I don't think so. I think he's got a little bit too too many miles on the clock. I think he'll probably beat John Fitch this weekend, um, but I just don't think he's going to survive all the way through. It's just a, a lot of fights when you're Rory McDonald at this stage in his career, where you know, yes, he's still relatively young in the sport, but he's been in some bad ones, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think at some stage, someone will get him in a war here. And that nose will let him down once again. And he'll be swallowing blood like it's going out of fashion. And I think he'll struggle. Or I even think someone like, I'm I'm dreaming now, but I even think someone like MVP might just light him up. Because MVP, we've doubted him on this show, MVP. But I'll tell you what, he delivered again. It wasn't a great fight. Paul Daly made it a stinker. But I genuinely think MVP now, the way, the way he handled himself around the Daly fight, I'm like, okay, the guy may be more than, than, just, think. than just hype. And a fight against someone of Rory McDonald's stature or whatever, you know, as he goes, progresses through this tournament, MVP is just going to keep going and zero miles on his clock. And I think he could, someone like Rory McDonald could just get absolutely lit up by him. But I think this weekend, I think McDonald's probably going to have a bit too much for John Fitch, yeah. Hmm. Is that on, I haven't seen the TV listings actually this weekend. You, uh, with the Bellator thing, is that on Sky? For it's British supposed fans? to be on Sky, but... I think the last event wasn't on Sky, was it? So mm. I, it's hard to follow Bellator. It's always been fucking impossible to it's, follow It'll Bellator. either be on Channel 5 or Sky, you would think. There was a show in March, that Brandon Gritz thing in March. I don't think that was on Sky. And they're supposed to have a Sky deal. And when we were away, we asked Gareth about it. And Gareth basically, you know... The, Mr. Bellator. The, the speaker for Bellator these days, certainly for, for the UK markets. And even he was like, oh, wasn't it on Sky? I didn't even know. Um, and that's yeah. the problem with Bellator. There's no continuity there. You don't know where to find it. You've got to go fishing for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hopefully this will be on Sky because Rory McDonald versus John Fitch is a, is a decent fight. You know, Benson mm. Henderson's on here. Phil Davis against Liam McGeary, um, the, the British light heavyweight as well. So there's a couple of things to look out for on this show. 
Is there anything on the uh, Cage Warriors show that uh, lights your candle? Uh, the main event, of course, Jack Shaw against Scott Malone, I think is a brilliant fight. I think Jack Shaw is 100% destined for the UFC. I really like that kid. Um, former UFC fighter Tom, Tom Watson fights on this card as well. So there's, um, there's certainly loads to look out for. But the problem with Cage Warriors these days is I kind of liked it when it was on BT Sports because it was kind of like the UFC's Feed the League baby yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. It was a place where UFC fans could go and go, oh, new UFC this weekend. Oh, Cage Warriors is on. I see... I'll watch the main events and see the guys who I'm going to see from the UK represented yeah, yeah, yeah. in... in, in uh, that's, a, that's how we all fell in love with Nathaniel Wood. Well, exactly, yeah, because they had the market then. It was on the same channel. Where It's like that continuity thing, but they've signed a deal now. It's obviously making them more money, but they've signed a deal with uh, UFC Fight Pass. So Cage yeah. Warriors is only on UFC Fight Pass now, which is fine for me because I've got a UFC Fight Pass account. But, I'm, but for the mass audience, it I'm, I'm in the minority, yeah, and it's like... Sometimes you just got to think: is it is the is the finances worth it? Because Jack Shaw has got the potential to be follow following the footsteps of Nathaniel Wood and take that fan base with him. Mm. But if you're only fighting on Fight Pass, when you get to the UFC, your fan base is going to be nowhere near as big as people are dipping in on P, on BT Sports. Yeah. So, but no, Jack Shaw in the main event. That's that's the, the be interesting to see how that decision affects the likes of. Paddy Pimlet, for example, who's yeah. got a massive fan base. Don't get me wrong, Liverpool's a different type of fighting city and I've no doubt that his his platform that they're used on BT Sport has already allowed him to grow to such an extent and he's so active on social media. I think that we spoke about whilst we were away in New York of how fighters are manipulating social medias in order to grow fan bases these days. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how it affects him because he's obviously still there, he's still performing. It'd be interesting to see whether it's out of sight, out of mind, I don't know. Yeah, I think Jack's kind of like Paddy. You know, Paddy is massive in Liverpool. Paddy, Paddy, Paddy could have headline in London, don't get me wrong, and tickets to do well. But Paddy can do the Echo Arena in mm. Liverpool. Mm. It's fucking 9,000 seats in there. And I'm guessing Jack Shaw sells massively in Wales. But take these people out of there. Like, when he... when he, I bet you this weekend... Um, There'll be, there'll be an uproar in Wales going, wait a minute, I wasn't able to go to the show. Wait, wait, how the fuck do I watch this? Jack Shaw's fighting. We're all, we're all excited about this yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Why is he not on BT Sport? And the reaction will be, it'll be like a ripple in, in Wales. And likewise, next time Paddy fights, as you say, there'll be a ripple in Merseyside going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is Paddy not on BT? And it'll be like a slow burn. But I think, honestly, listen, money's everything. And, and Cage Warriors are doing amazing things right now. We've waxed with a little about them all the time. The promos they're doing, the fight cards they're putting on, the people they're signing. You know, they're very proud to be a feeder league to the UFC. And there's absolutely no shame in that. And they're fucking doing a brilliant job. But I just think to go down the fight pass route and to walk away from the BT Sport thing, for me, feels like a bit of a mistake just because the platform is so much smaller. Mm. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's business, isn't it? Mm. Business. What do I know about business? I'm well, just a fan. you know, a little bit about business, mate, because you started making merchandise and people are wanting to a piece of your pie. Bada, bada, boom. That go. was nice, wasn't it? Nice little segue there. Go on. Tell them. Fight Disciples Store. Dot com. You're typing it in now. Boom, you're you're putting an order in. Ah, the fucking open page is still not up. I'll have made it over. Yeah, so you may have seen if you if you are following our New York escapades, we're going to be selling a vest soon. With no, a... Are we? <laughs> we need to do the vest. I've got that actual vest. Yeah, it's good. The Adam vest. That's it. <laughs> no, we've got we've got a brand new range of t-shirts and hoodies. Now, let me tell you, if you if you bought our t-shirts in the past. That was literally me, f- cheap print, fruit of the loom job, 
And that's why it was reflected in the price. They were cheap and cheerful. They were done in my back room. Happy days. And and they solved the purpose. However, we've gone big time now. We've gone mainstream now. So we've got ourselves a a, a A manufacturing partner. We're making our own brand of T-shirts, our own brand of hoodies, full Fight Disciples range. This is just the tip of the iceberg. The website should be live in the next seven days when you can get hold of it. There is a limited run, like everything we do with Fight Disciples. And there's loads more stuff coming stick on there because over the summer we're going to be doing all kinds, caps, you name it, everything. Socks. Socks. You know the Mohawk of socks are coming, baby. There you so, go. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this show this week. If you can, uh, please subscribe via iTunes. That would be much appreciated. You're just looking for Fight Disciples. Uh, you can get all Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com, and there's loads of little bits of stuff on there from our trip uh, to New York. Uh, you can also get us on social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, on Twitter, and at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.